Uh, we're going to uh, look to verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to talk about your destiny and God's purpose for your life. And everyone in the room has a divine destiny. Sometimes we may look around at others and think, well, they have a destiny. What's up with my life? But I can tell you, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for every individual, every life. No matter what your past has been, God has a, a plan for your life from here. And so God never says, uh-oh. God is not surprised by your challenges in your life. He's not surprised by what the devil has plotted and planned and many times has accomplished in your life. But he is also a redeemer. He is a restorer. And the Holy Spirit is your helper. And the Holy Spirit wants you to know what your destiny is and what the plan of God for your life is. But it begins with knowing that there is a purpose, there is a divine destiny, there is a plan, and that God has a plan for you. It says in Jeremiah 29, I know the plans, the thoughts and the plans, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts and the plans, and I'm using the Amplified Bible just in that portion. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And he says they are, they are good. They are good. So God has good plans for your life. God has a divine purpose for your life, no matter what your past has been. I believe that your 2020 can be an amazing year because God's hand of grace is upon your life. And the hand of God is on you for good. And every good and every perfect gift comes from the Father. And the Father is good. And realizing that God is good... And that he has good things planned for you. And that he never fails to plan the best things for his kids. That if you will see God is good. Actually the scripture in, in the book of Romans says it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It is the goodness of God. And when you see how good God is. And how he is a good God and he has good plans and he has good things planned for your life. Then you want to follow him. And why wouldn't you follow a God who is good. And why wouldn't you serve a God who is good? And why wouldn't you want to uh, fulfill the plan that he has for you if his plan for you is good and only good? God is not planning bad things for you. He's planning good things for you. So let's look here in the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before, hath before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. We're created by God. God is a creator. God is the original creator. And God didn't make a mistake when he made you. God is the original creator. God created the heavens and the earth, and God created mankind. God created man, we know, in his own image and after his likeness. So God created man to look like him and to uh, live like him and to live our lives down here on the earth. He created us to have dominion and authority. It says there in Genesis chapter 1, he created man in his own image. And after his likeness. 
And he said, I want you to have dominion. Pardon me. I want you to have dominion. I want you to have, one translation says, complete authority. And so God created man or created Adam and Eve with divine destiny. He created them in his image, and he created them to have dominion and authority in the earth. And so man was created with a destiny in mind. Now we know that Adam sinned, he disobeyed God, and as a result of Adam and Eve's disobedience, that we have this thing called sin in the earth. And this thing called sin brought death and produced death in many different facets and ways, and human suffering has been the result. But thank God there is a Redeemer. And thank God we can say with Job, our Redeemer lives. Now, if Job could say, my Redeemer lives, I can tell you, you can say, my Redeemer lives. Now, God didn't plan Job's dilemma and Job's suffering. That was the devil's works against him. But Job got through. And how he got through is that he always honored God. And he always remembered God's goodness. And he remembered that his Redeemer lives. And how you get through your challenges of life. Thank God you can remember that your Redeemer lives. And that he is still your creator. That he is not only your creator, but he is your father. He was good in creation and he's good as your daddy. He's good as your father. Now, here in this verse, again, it says, we are his workmanship. Other translations say his handiwork. One translation says that uh, you are God's masterpiece. Another translation says uh, that you are a work, God's work of art. So God is a master creator. God is the one who creates uh, you know, the song that we just sang, that he paints the sky or heavens. And, you know, it's just a wonderful thing. I watch the sun rise, and I watch it go down. It's when you got a few clouds in the sky, and God just paints the heavens. Sun comes up, and God paints the heavens. You know, God is a creator, and he created all of the beauty of this earth. He said the heavens belong to him, the earth belongs to him, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein, so it all belongs to God. And so God being the creator of the heavens and the earth, but he also created you and me, he created Adam and Eve. Now man, sin and disobedience kind of messed up God's plan in the sense of it messed up his original plan for Adam and Eve. God didn't plan failure, but he planned redemption in case of man's failure. I said he didn't plan failure. Man failed because man disobeyed. But God plans for success, and he always plans for success. And he plans for your success. He plans for you to win. He plans for you to overcome. And here in this verse, he said, we are God's workmanship created, what? In Christ Jesus. So that gives me indication that he not only created us, but he created us in Christ. 
So that refers to the spirit part of you, that you are now, actually the Amplified Bible says, recreated, born anew. In other words, you've been recreated in your spirit. God was the original creator of mankind. He created you and me. He created us in his image and after his likeness. But sin brought death and destruction and brought all kinds of sufferings in our world and in our lives. And the devil is the author of it. And so, in this world, we do have an adversary, the enemy, the devil, that does not want us to fulfill our destiny, just like he didn't want Adam and Eve to fulfill their destiny. He wanted to thwart God's plan. He wanted to hinder God's plan. He also wants to hinder the plan of God for your life. And if possible, he wants to stop the plan of God for your life. But I can tell you, if you keep your faith in God, he will not stop the plan of God. He may try to roadblock. He may try to, uh, you know, get you off course or get you on a wrong road. But thank God if you stay focused on Jesus and keep your eyes on Jesus and look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith, you're going to make it. Hallelujah. And you'll make it because God's hand of grace and goodness and blessing is on your life and the grace of God helps you to get through the challenges of life and you get to the other side of your challenge and you win. Hallelujah. So then, in this verse, he says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. So that means you've been born of God. So God's your creator originally, but he is the one who recreated your spirit. Your inner man became new when you were born again. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you became a new creation in Christ, and old things passed away, and all things have become new. So you are a new person in Jesus Christ. You have a new life in Christ, and heaven has come to live on the inside of you. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean that God's life in heaven has come to live on the inside of you. The same life that God has on the inside of him. God has given you this new life because he gave it to you through his son, Jesus Christ. You have believed on him. You've been born again. And when you get born again, you receive eternal life. That means you receive the life of God himself. And God puts his life and his nature on the inside of you because Jesus came to live in you. You have his very own life on the inside of you. You have been made new in Christ. You've been recreated, born again, received eternal life. You are saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saved from hell, saved from sin, saved from sickness, saved from destruction, saved from the pain of this world, saved from the sorrow of this world. Thank God you are saved, delivered, healed. Everything God has, he has done for you. He's done it for you in the person of his son, and you are his workmanship. You are fearfully, it says in the Psalms, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you in his own image and after his likeness, and he gave you dominion in the earth. Praise God forever. So he created you in his image and his likeness, and it says, the psalmist also said in Psalm 5, he said, what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou visitest him? 
You have made him a little lower, it says in the King James Version, a little lower than the angels. It actually is a little lower than Elohim, which means a little lower than God. And he says, you have made him a little lower than yourself, basically. But he said, what is man that, thou, that you are mindful of him? That you're thinking about him. What is man that you're mindful of him? You made him a little lower than yourself. You made him in your image. You made him in your likeness. Hallelujah. So when you get born again, recreated in Christ Jesus, you're made in the likeness, your inner man, your spirit man, according to Ephesians chapter 4. He said, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Put on this new man, this new person in Christ. He said, put on this new man, which after God, in the image of God, some translations say, in the image and the likeness of God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So when you got born again, you were recreated on the inside, you became a new creation in Christ Jesus, and if you have a destiny, you need to know who you are in order to fulfill the destiny that you have. Because if people don't know who they are, they're not likely to fulfill what they are purposed to fulfill. God has a divine plan. He has a divine destiny, and he wants you to fulfill that destiny. So it starts with knowing who you are, because if the devil can talk you out of who you are, he will talk you out of your destiny. If he can talk you out of who you are, he will talk you out of the plan of God for your life, because he'll tell you you can't do it, or you can't fulfill it. You can't walk it out. You can't do that. You just don't have what it takes, and he'll tell you, he'll get you to try to identify with what you have done in your past and the failures of your past and what happened to you in your past. Listen, everybody in the room has some past. I said, everybody in the room has some past. And if we want to talk about your past, nobody wants it on the video screen. Come on. Nobody wants all of your past up on the screen today to announce your, your sorrow and your pain and your stuff and what happened to you. 2000, come on. 2002. And what happened to you? in 1992 or whatever happened to you in life. Come on, if we, if, if we do want to hear that, we want to hear the other side of the story. We want to hear the redemptive side. Thank God we know what happened to us in our life, but I know what happened on the cross of Jesus Christ, and I know what happened on, the, on that cross meant that my old man, my old self, the old person, I used to be crucified there on that cross. God took your old man to the cross with Christ and God crucified that old man. He needed to die. There was no other answer for your old man but death. It had to die. The old person you used to be didn't deserve to live. He had to die. God took him to the cross. That's why Jesus went to the cross because your sin and your old person, your old sinful nature had to be crucified. And God took your old man to the cross and crucified him there. And so on the third day, there was a resurrection. Hallelujah. There was a, there was a finishing touch to this masterpiece. 
I said there was a finishing touch to this masterpiece. God wanted to make a masterpiece, and the only way he could do it was totally dissolve the old one and make a brand new one. God made a new man in Christ, and he made you a new person in Christ, and he signed his name to it in the blood of Jesus Christ. He put his signature on you. He declared you a new person in Christ. He declared that you belong to him. He declared that you've been created by God himself. And he had a divine destiny in mind when he made you what he made you to be. Hallelujah. So he wasn't just looking at what he had made. He looked at what you were going to do. Hallelujah. He looked at what he had made you to be, which enabled you to do what he created you to do and fulfill the destiny that he created you for. Somebody say, God is good. So you're his workmanship, created what? In Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus, born anew, recreated, born anew, born of God. That's who your dad is, your father. God is your very own father. Hebrews says, we've had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. But he said, but we also have a father of our spirit. Hallelujah. God is the father of our spirit. He has given you a new birth. You've been born of God or you've been reborn from above. And God has become your very own father. And he's a good, good father. Hallelujah. He's a good daddy. He's a good father. And he created you. He divinely destined you to fulfill his plan for your life. Hallelujah. So then he said, you're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Somebody say good works. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm sure, Pam, when you were 15, you had no idea what you'd be doing today. But the Holy Spirit had a plan. But God had a plan for you to save babies. God had a plan. And sometimes people are not even saved, but God has a plan. He has a plan for their salvation. He has a plan for their deliverance. But he not only has a plan for their salvation and their deliverance, but he has some good works for them to do. There's some things that God has destined for them to do. How many people miss out on the plan of God? How many miss out on the purpose of God and the destiny that God has designed for their life? Many people do. Many people don't even get started by getting born again. But I'll tell you, if we can make a difference, you can help them to get started by getting them saved. Amen? Many people that do get saved, they don't follow the plan of God fully in their life, and so they don't really fulfill the, the real purpose or the destiny of their life. But God wants every person to do it, and anyone can. I said, God wants every person to do it, and anyone can. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes those dreams that you have as a child is a destiny that God has in mind for you. And you were just quiet enough to hear it. I said, you were just quiet enough to hear it. And so the Holy Spirit has a destiny in mind for every individual. I think of April, you know, thank God. She testified to me she had a dream as a child, am I right, to be a doctor. 
today. She's pretty much a servant as a doctor. Right? What's your title? Nurse practitioner. practitioner. Well, good direction, amen? What a dream. It took years and took real commitment very recently of her life and kind of putting life on hold and saying, I'm going to dedicate myself to study because I have something in me that wants to be fulfilled. There's a dream. How many graveyards are full of dreams that never were born? But God has a dream. And God has a dream for you and for me. And his design is something good. It's a good plan. But it's not just for you. It's not just about you. It's about how your life and your fulfillment of your dream or your fulfillment of the destiny for your life can affect and influence somebody else's life for good. We have a lot of evil in the world. And if you're waiting for a world that there's no evil in, it will not be down here. It will be in heaven. There'll be no evil in heaven because they can't get there. But down here you have evil. But good can triumph over evil. I say good can triumph over evil. You can be a part of the good in the earth. You can be a part of making a positive difference in people's lives by your obedience to Jesus Christ, by your obedience to God and his plan for your life. You can make a difference in people around you. Now here in this verse again, he said, Where is workmanship created in Christ Jesus? Unto good works, which God has before what? Ordained. In other words, God had a destiny in mind. He had a plan. He had a purpose. God has before ordained that we should walk therein or walk in them. So God has a plan for you to actually walk out. It's something you can actually do, something you can actually fulfill. So your dream doesn't have to just be a dream. Your dream can be a fulfillment of God's will in your life. You can walk it out, you can do it, and you can make a difference in the world that you live in. He said he's ordained it. He's got a plan. What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that... You have a plan for his life. You are thinking about him. You've made him a little lower than yourself. The son of man that you visit him. That you would visit people. That you would visit people. What do you mean by visit? That God would come down and talk to you. That's how Abraham got his covenant from God. That's how Moses led the people of God. God comes down and he talks to us. That's how Jacob was revealed to him. God came down and talked to him about his purpose, changed his name, changed Abraham's name. What did he do? He changed their identity. So God has to change your name, so to speak, change your identity. You can identify with all your failures of your past. You can identify with the losses of your life. You can identify with the pain of your past. You can identify with a lot of stuff in your life. And most people are certainly identifying with their life, right? Some people, they drown it out with alcohol. They try to numb it with drugs. They try to do something that makes them feel better about their moment. 
and about themselves. But there's something that can numb out the pain of the past. And that's the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that will set you free from your shame and your past and your guilt and your pain. And God can restore you so that you know your new identity. That you are not who you used to be. That you may have done what they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. You are not identified with your past. You are identified with who God made you to be. And God says you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, a new man in Christ, a new person in Christ, a new self in Christ. You are a new person altogether. God created you in his own image. He recreated you in Christ Jesus. So your spirit is brand new. And what you used to be is your past. It is simply your past. It's simply a testimony to the mercy and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of God on your life. Look what the Lord has done. So anything we want to testify about, you can, but just remember who made the thing new, who who wiped the slate clean, who delivered you from your past, delivered you from your sin, and thank God made you a new man in Christ. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away, they're gone. Old things are passed away, that means they're dead and gone. And all things have become new in you. Amen? Now let's read this in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version renders it, I I, I love it because it gets pretty in-depth. So we're going to look at it. Verse uh, 10 in the Amplified Bible says, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship. Recreated, recreated in Christ Jesus, in Christ referring to your spirit. Your spirit, the inner part of you, is the part of you that is in Christ. So you're recreated in Christ Jesus. So God did in Christ what he he wanted a man to be. I say God did in Christ what he wanted a man to be. In his death and resurrection, he produced a whole new man. And so he created in Christ what he wanted a man to be, and then he put you in Christ. I said he created in Christ what he wanted a man or a woman or a person to be, and then he put you in Christ. Or he joined you to Jesus. Hallelujah. He joined you to Christ. You've been joined unto the Lord, the Scripture says. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit and one with him in spirit. So your spirit has been joined to Jesus Christ, and you have a new life that flows from the vine into the branch. And so you can bear the kind of fruit that Jesus wants you to bear. Why? Because the same life that is in him now flows in you. And so you're a new person on the inside. You have some new life, so you can bear some new fruit. Created unto what? Good works. So you've been born anew, recreated from God, born of God. And whatever is born of God, what? Overcomes the world. So then he says that you've been recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined. Which God predestined or planned beforehand. I looked up the word destiny yesterday in my study, and the word destiny in Webster says something to which a person or thing is destined. Sounds like Webster, doesn't it? (laughs) Something to which a person or thing is destined. Something to which you are destined. Then it says a predetermined course of events 
often held to be an irresistible power or agency. A predetermined course of events often held to be an irresistible power or agency. And I would say in your life, that is God. And when we recognize who God is and see who God is to us and that God is good, and then we recognize who we are in Christ, then we see that we can now fulfill God's destiny for our life. Because if you understand who you are and who God made you to be, then the limitations are lifted from your life. Because now you're not limiting yourself to your past performance. Now you're not limiting yourself to who your daddy was. Now you're not limiting yourself to who your mother was. You're not limiting yourself to the absence of a parent. You're not limiting yourself by any past life that you have had. No matter how much trauma or pain you have experienced, your identity is new. God changes your name. He changes your identity. And he says that you are a new person in Christ Jesus. And you're identified with Jesus Christ. And Jesus is Lord of your life. And who you used to be is no more. Who you used to be is gone, is passed away. And who you are today is determined by what you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. If you dare to believe in your heart and what you believe in your heart, you say with your mouth. In other words, you get up in the morning and say, I am created by God. I'm created in the image of God. I'm created in the likeness of God. I'm created after God in righteousness and in true holiness. I'm created by God and I am his workmanship. I am God's very own masterpiece and his signature is on my life. Hallelujah. He has declared me to be an individual in Christ. A person who is in Christ and I am created for good work. So God has a predetermined plan. He has a course of events. He has a plan for my life. He has predestined me. (laughs) And there is an irresistible power. There is an irresistible power that propels me into the will of God for my life. There's something greater than myself. There is a power that is greater than any other power outside of me. There is an inner power. There is an inner strength. There is an inner destiny. There is an inner drive. There is an inner purpose. There's something on the inside of me called faith in God. Hallelujah. That says with God... All things are possible. Hallelujah. It says God can enable me to do anything he's called me to do, created me to do. I am created with destiny in my being. So you were born again, born anew, recreated anew. You were born again for a destiny to be fulfilled. A purpose. And there's an irresistible power on the inside of you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. The greater one indwells you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In other words, you can hope when there is no hope. I said you can hope when there is no hope. 
where all hope has been lost, you can hope again. When all faith has been lost, you can believe again. Hallelujah. When all the things that you believed and it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to be, God says you can start again. Hallelujah. It's I can make all things new. Praise God. If Job can start all lower because his Redeemer lives, so can you. Hallelujah. I said if Job can start all lower when all of his kids died, when all of his possessions were lost when his health had failed but he dared to continue to believe my redeemer lives God restored double to Job in the end he had double for his trouble all the blessings of God came on his life and he had double possessions So what the devil intended for destruction, Job continued to believe God in the worst of circumstances. He dared to believe that God would not fail him. Hallelujah. And I would challenge you to believe that God will not fail. God cannot fail. God cannot lie. God will not lie. If he said it, he will also do it. If he said it, he will perform it. If he said it, he will make it good. If God said it, he'll also bring it to pass. God is a good God. When it looks like all else has failed and hell has won, the devil never wins and he will never have the last word if you dare to believe God is your source of life and strength. And God is still good right in the midst of your trouble. Hallelujah. God will bring you out. He'll bring you up. And he will never give up and neither should you. Because he's good. And his mercy endures forever. I said he is good and his mercy endures forever. That means endless mercy. Hallelujah. That means endless goodness. That means God is good every morning. That God is good every night. If you cried yourself to sleep, God is still good. If you feared what the day would bring, God is still good. So my urging you today is to say, God has good things planned for me today. Hallelujah. Yesterday is dead and gone. The year has passed and years gone by are gone. But there's a new year. There's a new time. There's a new season. And God had you in mind. And God is ever mindful of us. God will never forget you. Maybe somebody else did, but God never will. Hallelujah. I said, God will never forget you. Maybe somebody else did, but God never will. God will never forget you. God loves you still. And God loves you in your worst. 
So you might as well rise up to your best. Hallelujah. I said, God loves you and your worst, so you might as well rise up to your best and be your best for Jesus and give your all to him. Love him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and serve him with everything you got, everything you are, and know that God's goodness will be at every season of your life because you dare to believe him even in the toughest of times. He's good. Hallelujah. And his goodness is ahead of you. I said his goodness is ahead of you. He prepared ahead of time. It says plan beforehand, predestined, plan beforehand, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. In other words, God already has some things planned for you, prepared for you. All you got to do is follow his plan. And when you walk in there, you say, look what the Lord has done. Look what God has done. God has been so good. Look what God has done. You have to pinch yourself. Is this real? Yeah, this is real. This is the real goodness of God. Taking paths. In other words, God has a destiny, and he can reveal his destiny and give you his direction. But then you have to make a decision. You have to decide to follow the path that God has set before you. And the decision points of your life, if you'll say yes to Jesus Christ, At the decision points of your life, if you'll say yes to Jesus Christ, you'll always experience the best outcome in your life that you could ever have. If you'll say yes to the will of God, yes to the plan of God, it will be challenging because there's a greater outcome that God wants to produce. So the devil doesn't want you to just do it and just do it without putting up a fight. But guess what? You can fight the good fight of faith. You can win this fight of faith. You can get to the other side of the challenge, the roadblock, the detour, the things the devil tries to bring up in your way. There's a path that God has purposed for you to walk on, and you can walk on that path, and you can start today. I mean, if Holy Spirit has given you any indication, and I believe He has, and I believe He will, of what the will of God is for your life, just do what you know. And say, Holy Spirit, anything else you want me to know, show me. Reveal it to me. Open my eyes, open my ears and my understanding. Grant me eyes to see and the heart to receive what you are saying to me. And I want to follow your plan. And if you desire it, God will enable you to fulfill it. Destiny is in your heart. So he said, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. God's set up some stuff for you already. It's already prepared. Thank you, Jesus. It's like a kid who says, I'm going to move out. I want to go live somewhere else. But they always want to come home. 
What you got cooking? What's cooking? What you, come on. You know, Daddy's a good dad. Father God's a good father. And he's got some good things planned for those that love him. He's prepared ahead of time. But when they come in the room and they come in the kitchen and they smell that food, you know they want to be home right now. So the Father has got something cooking for you. He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged. And made ready for us to live. Living the good life. Which God prearranged. And made ready for us to live. Think of the goodness of God. When all could have gone to hell. But he sent his son to prevail. He sent his son and Jesus died. Was buried and raised again. So that you and I could have this recreated new life in Christ. And you and I could, again, have a destiny and we could fulfill the plan of God for our life. God always thinks of redemption. He was thinking of redemption before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, God's got a plan of redemption. He's not planning for Adam's failure. He's planning for success. If Adam chooses the wrong, I got a plan to redeem. Listen, if it was based on your performance, we'd all be sunk. But if it's based on Jesus Christ and his performance, then we all got a chance. Hallelujah. I said, if it's based on his performance, we all got a chance here. Anybody can. Anybody can. Everybody won't, but somebody will. And you can be one of those somebodies that will do his will and follow his plan and follow his purpose and live the good life that God has prearranged and made ready for you to live. It's a good thing to follow Jesus. It's a good thing to follow his will. And if you follow it, and you follow it to the best of your understanding, your knowledge, you'll never regret one day of following Jesus Christ.